Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. March is finally here. Happy birthday, Barbara. Uh, welcome to Nightlight, everyone. Uh, I did some stress eating over the winter, and I'm looking forward to cutting grass and doing more outdoor activities like weed eating, trimming the bushes, etc. Um you know, I hope we have an enjoyable, normal summer, but we can start a healthy lifestyle now before summer ar arrives. And to help us get started, we have a stress management coach, Victoria Ace Avido. She was a guest with our friends over at the Three Beards podcast a couple months ago, and I was very impressed with her information. Uh, Craig Ansel connected us, and here she is. Let's learn some new stress management strategies, healthy food choices, and the role of biofeedback, and how all this can be incorporated into finding balance. Uh, you can learn more about Victoria by going to her website, quantumrejuvenation.org. Hi, Victoria. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? I'm oh, well. Fine. I hope everybody's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for bringing your important information to Nightlight. Um, I'm fascinated by your subject material, and I'm appreciative that you're joining us to add more diversity to our repertoire. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's going to be an aw awesome show. Yeah, um, since m many of us have been in a funk. Um, 
let's look at several strategies to get out of it. Um, You wanted to uh, stress the use of colors. So well, should, yeah, you know, should, yeah. Should, should, uh, should, should we maybe paint our offices wear different color clothes? What? How, well, how can I colors help us? Color is important because each mm-hmm. color has its own frequency, and um, I'm really known as like the frequency lady. I really get into that. So each color has its own frequency. It's going to match your chakras. It's going to match your mood. It's going to enhance your mood. Um, Colors such as yellow are going to get you more excited. So if you want your office to, you know, depending on what you do for a business, you may want some yellows. Um, You you may want some blues in there because blue is very calming. Um, It's a little, I wouldn't do a full office in blue because it might be a little too calming because you'll be too relaxed. Um, because usually blue will, you know, make you think of the beach or the ocean side. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely see some blues. But yellows brighten your mood. It increases the energy. So, you know, a kitchen, a playroom, or part of an office, yellow would be great. Uh, okay. You know, each yeah, color I... has its meaning. And I know you specifically had asked me earlier about you know, for an office, but each color has its frequency, each color has its meaning, you know, green would be prosperity and reduce anxiety, Um, something that would be like a a muted green is more versatile, and it's not very distracting, so you could add that to an office if that kind of helps your mood, purple is a very rich and dramatic color, so it's very royal and very luxurious, so if you want to, you know, kind of make yourself feel, you know, rich or romantic, that'd be a color. So each color, you know, has something special about it. It depends on the purpose of the room. You know, if you're looking for bursts mm-hmm. of energy, you add some oranges. That's that's the color of enthusiasm. It's good for exercising. It's good for stimulating the appetite. You know, so you may or may not want that color somewhere in the kitchen. Okay. And, and on... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, ahead, Victoria. No, I was going to say, you know, red, people normally think of um, red as like romance and roses, and that may be true, but I think of, when I think of red, I think of um, rage, anger, hostility. You know, it's a very basic root chakra color, too. Um, It's very body-related. It can help raise, you know, blood pressure, heartbeat, uh, irritability, you know, it's, it's also a very socializing, active color. So, you know, each color has its its purpose. And, and red is very body-related, whereas um, your greens are going to be more of a good balance. And blue, like I said, was calming to the mind, so that's more mind. And yellows and oranges are more emotion. Yeah, and on, on your website, you have the... Uh, color coded uh, uh, chakra uh, chart. Uh, Can you explain how, uh, just say, for example, the blue blue, uh, 
color associated with the how yeah. that that fits all fits in together. Okay, so your first, let me explain a little bit of what the chakras are. I don't want to skip okay. over that. So okay. the chakras are the energy centers of the body. So a very good analogy that I think a lot of people can relate to is you have your circuit breakers in the garage for the energy in your house, for the electricity of your house. So your chakras are like the energy centers. Those are your circuit breakers in your body. So the red one, which sits at the base of the spine, that's red. That's your root chakra. So you want to have red foods, red colors, red underwear, red clothing. That is going to stimulate that root chakra. Uh, We can go further into what each one does, but that's probably a whole show. Um, Further up is orange. You want to eat orange foods, and that is your sacral. From sacral, you go up to yellow. That is your solar. That's going to be your emotion. Then further up is the heart chakra, you know, how loving, how compassionate, how accepting. A minor chakra would be pink. That's self-love. That's not one of the major ones, but I always include it because it's so important. Your throat chakra is blue. So if your throat chakra is off, you may want to wear a blue scarf, have blue foods. That would increase, you know, the color. So you want to have all of these colors all balanced. Your third eye is kind of an indigo blue. It's kind of like a purple blue. And then your crown right above your head is the purple chakra. So you can find foods for these and you can help balance them. I mean, I use biofeedback. I use crystals. Um, People can intuitively tell when their chakras are off. Okay. So in a related category, um, okay, let's say you were people are are getting motivated to, uh, you know, paint one of the rooms. Okay. Um, What uh, music, you know, for, you know, just, you know, with all the stress that's been, we've been under, um, you know, what, what are some good music choices to, to listen to while doing an activity like uh, painting? Uh, you, you know, we did have uh, about Christmas of what, 2019. Um, oh, we did a show with uh, the Egyptian singing bowls. I enjoyed listening to um uh, Lenny's playing of those, but you know what are what are some of these other uh, uh, types of music that could appeal to the chakras? Well, for chakras, I use um, just frequency music or classical okay. music. Um, I wouldn't be an expert to tell you, you know. 
listen to country for this topic or listen to rock for that topic. I don't really get into that type of detail. I just use the frequency music. For example, um, if you're looking to have like spiritual type relaxing music, you're going to look for the 852 hertz. If you're looking for, you know, kind of like problem solving or expression or solution, 741, um, transformation, 528, you know, so there there are different um, playlists out there. You can Google different artists. Um, they sell their, you know, downloads. Or you can just even simply YouTube that type of stuff and find different mm-hmm. frequencies for healing or repairing DNA for transformation. 528 is a very popular uh, frequency that people like to use. So. That's interesting. You know, uh, when Lenny... Uh, plays her bowls. Um, she she focuses on something uh, uh, different chakra each s- session. And it's um, have an interest in you know, just how all th- those frequencies connect with different parts of the body. It, it, it's um, very interesting subject. I have a question late and uh, later that you know, maybe we can uh, tie some things together. Um, but it, okay, so I mean, people like to use the the um, the different crystal bowls. I do have yeah. like the universal C note, and I use that for like meditation. I use that for cleansing, you know, the home, kind of breaking up you know, the, the negativity in the air, you know, you kind of can feel when the air is a little thick. Yeah. So you can use crystal bowls for that as well. Some people have the metal ones, but I prefer the, the glass ones, the crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I think they do have a, a very uh, rich sound to them. I, 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 I'm just lear- learning along with the, the audience w- with some of some of these ideas as well. And, and I think there's really something to, uh, to it. I, I uh, feel, um, I don't know what's the word, uh, calmer, a um, little bit more focused at, after hearing the singing bowls. Yeah. Those are really I, I, great. I, yeah, it, it's, it's something I've been getting into recently. But, but okay, you get giving us a couple strategies as you know we go through. Um, you know this shoulder season, but um. You know, I, I I've noticed you know, when I've been in getting you know my car you know putting you know five dollars of gas in the car or something like that. You know, you see a lot of people uh, if it happens to be about lunchtime coming in, you know, like they're getting a Slim Jim bag of chips and a pop for lunch. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind and, of 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I sit, sit, sit there and look at and um, I, I understand. Um, it, it, it might be on the boss's schedule or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the, you know the whole circumstance, uh, but. Just looking at what you see people getting the grocery or the you know, gas station for lunch really isn't some of the best choices. Um, you know, I would I definitely have like a few foods that I would tell people to stay away from. Um, I know people are really into. Microwave popcorn. That's like one yeah. of my pet That microwave popcorn, okay. the bag is lined with this very specific acid. Um, they call it PFOA. I, it's some long word, but basically all the microwave foods have that. And they really don't have any nutritional value. So waving your food just kills all the value. You definitely don't want to have microwave popcorn. Um, like, for example, stick margarine. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, the saying is margarine is like a molecule away from plastic. It has excessive right. amounts of trans fat. Don't want to do, you know, stick margarine. You know, if you're going to do butter, you want to have like the real thing, you know, like your ingredients should only say butter. Like, why have all these other words, you know? Um, anything with high fructose syrup. You don't want sodas, juices, pancake syrups, frostings. You know, most of the stuff with food colorings, they've been banned in other countries, but not here. You know, why is it that it's still okay for us to eat it? Packaged cookies and cakes, you know, especially if they're not homemade. Any of the fake sweeteners, the different colored packets, you know, a little pink packet, yellow packet, blue packet. I tell people if you're going to consume sugar, you're going to want, you know, an organic cane sugar or you're going to do something like monk fruit sugar. Because, you know, the monk fruit sugar, it's keto, it's, you know, you know, the diabetics can use it. I mean, obviously I can't give, you know, medical advice, but these are ideas for your listeners to go out there and start, you know, researching what they're eating, you know, and not just take it for granted. You know, what you bought five, 10 years ago at the market or 20 years ago or whatever you grew up on is not the same item. You know, the cereal is not the same. Don't even get me started on ketchup. There's so much sugar in there. And most of the time when something says that it is, um, sugar-free, it's because they've added all types of other syrups and yeah, super bad things for you, you know. So mm-hmm. if you're going to drink something, just drink it natural. You know, diet this and diet that. It's, it's, you're just fooling yourself, you know. Nobody nobody loses weight by drinking, you know, a diet soda. You know. Yeah. Pizza. And... You know, the top pizza, the crust, you know, the salt, the MSG, you know, the high doses of nitrates, you know, there's, you know, unbelievably high fat uh, in, in pizza. You know, sometimes they have, you know, palm oil, corn oil, and sugar. You know, your spaghetti sauce is full of sugar brand. At first, it's very frustrating. You know, you'll spend hours in the store and you spend more time reading and putting things back than you're putting in your cart. But once you get your favorite products or your favorite store, you'll know what you can buy, you know. Um, yeah, Victoria, that what you just said about the labeling, 
and it, it just I, I I share in the frustration with you where it it says oh sugar free, but then get yeah. around it by adding all this other stuff to it that that basically is the same thing. It, 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 it it's just yeah. It would be nice if you know, there was actually you know truth in labeling, and you know, uh, you know one of my fr- friends was t- uh, telling me just the other day that um, if. if if you're looking you know, like uh, uh, pinto beans or something like that, you know, if you pick up the can, it should say like m- maybe wa- water the pinto beans and um, you know, like sea salt or something like that. You, you, know, you only want those the bare minimum of ingredients in the cans when and then you get into some of the stuff that is doctors encourage their patients to drink while in the hospital that ensure that you you get all these vitamins and minerals and yeah there's like like the ingredients are like yeah, there's like and give you and yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, and, and there's like forty ingredients in, in it. Um, probably a quarter of the the words are like eight syllable words. Mm-hmm. Um, like why you can't pronounce it? Uh, what purpose does that chemical ha- have for you, I, you know, just going back to the, you know, what part of the Mermaid Sisters was, you know, r- recommending was, you know, the the fewer ingredients, in, if if you have to buy a, you know, something out of a can, you, know, you, you just want the uh, bare bare minimum of things added to it, and I, it, it really. Yeah, no, I agree. With you. There's there's times where you're going to have to buy, you know, maybe some canned goods or some packaged stuff because you're, right. you know, putting like for us in Florida, it you know when it's hurricane season, you're going to buy your candles, your batteries, you're going to put some canned food. That that's an emergency situation. But for your everyday food, you want to make better choices than, you know, a box of mac and cheese that that has this cheese sauce in it for a couple years, and you think that's going to be a healthy lifestyle. Right. Uh, it's all marketing ploy, you know. You, you've got to, you have to have the discipline to say that I'm worth it and I'm going to make better choices. I'm not going to let the marketing pull me in. I'm not going to copy what everybody else is buying or doing. And you have to make those healthier choices for yourself. And when I say healthier, your physical self. I mean, your mental self, emotional, spiritual, you're, you're a whole being. You're not just your body. You know, it takes, 
it's like having four wheels on a car. You know, if one wheel goes flat, you're screwed. So you've got mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. It's, it's not just one thing because you can eat healthy and still be miserable, you know, or die from, God forbid, some kind of, you know, brain aneurysm, you know, because we, we create these energy blockages with what we do or what we don't do in our life. So eating healthy the best that we can is just one aspect of it. It's not just all about your food. You know, it's everything that you consume, the music that you consume, the company that you consume, the food that you consume, the music, you know, the emotions. Do you sit with them? Do you process them? Your perspective on what stress is. You know, some people see stress as bad and say, oh, it's just competition. It's fun. So it's really your outlook on, on everything. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, sugar or something. No, no, no. I, I think you're making some great points, and uh, um, you no, know, I, I, I don't. Uh, uh, this is you know just get getting a little off track, but you know just just points. Um, I, uh, I think it was last night. Um, his, his, uh, Tucker Carlson was, uh, and that Dr. Mark Siegel were talk, talking about this new study about uh, how the the environment was causing a uh, low sperm count, and mm-hmm. so like where there's going to you know, be a smaller population and. Uh, 25, 30 years uh, down the road, and like, what are the consequences? Um, you know, in, in the future, but I guess this new study that was, uh, you know, just came out was looking at a, a lot of environmental factors that you know you just reeled off a whole bunch of stuff. You know, uh, use of plastics. I, 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 you know, I think the science is catching up with um, you know, or how we're poisoning ourselves. You know, we're just realizing that. No, I agree. Well, I, 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 I was. Um, Uh, you know, re- really amazed by by that, but uh, th- three minute uh, discussion. But um, you know, we've been working on some ideas about uh, improving. Individuals, um, can, can improve themselves, but um, you know, we can also help to uh, uh, reduce stress by uh, 
working as a family. Um, you know, there, I'm in this uh, south. You know, there, there, farmers markets might be going on year round. You know, I I still have about three more months to go before Anna and Sophia and Dimitri and you know the regulars start congregating for their uh, farmers markets. But you know, you, you can have family outings and. Uh, Garden as a family, uh, can, you know, canning and freezing. It, it, do, do you encounter um, activities like that being used more frequently? I think people are definitely, um, you know, this whole past year of 2020 with quarantine and things like that, people have definitely gone towards more family activities and spending time together. Even if at first it was because they were forced to, there there was nowhere else for them to go, so they kind of had to Mm -hmm. take, you know, some time together. But, you know, activities such as gardening, they really ground you, you know, putting your hands in the dirt. And so that's good for you, you know, mentally and emotionally and physically to to do the gardening. And then, you know, you're getting more organic and much more healthier foods than something processed. You get that satisfaction. You know, you're spending time with the family. You're learning something new that's very valuable. So that's always a plus. You know, family time, whether it's watching, you know, a comedy show or you're playing, you know, board games or card games, that bonding time most definitely helps with um, your health. I mean, we, we know that it's been repeated multiple times about how elderly people are much more healthier and happier when they're actually with their family than when they're alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a, a lot that a lot of studies came out about the severe problems created by isolation in the last year. Uh, it's you know, it's really standing tough. outside. You know, my cousin having to stand outside the first floor window to wave to her mom. I, you know, it's, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that that, that kind. Of, I, I've you know been been through that too. So uh, um, it, it's uh, you know, you know that bonding time is important. You know, it's, it's yeah. part of it's human. So the bonding, you know, like I said, whether you're gardening or gaming or, you know, shopping or cleaning or cooking, that bonding time is, is priceless and it's just as important as eating well. Well, it, and you also, that human touch Yeah. at, 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 at those uh, um, moments and, you know, for, for people who really need it and, you, you know, you, you um, have those kind of passages in in the new te- uh, well, I think it's in b- uh, both uh, or you know both books of the Bible uh, um, about you know uh, laying hands on people and you know uh, yeah that's been recognized as you know an important part of healing mm-hmm. and ju- just 
yeah, that being a, a, a human, you know, the human touch and the hugs and that intention and, you know, your grandparents, you know, hugging you or blessing you and, and those intentions mm-hmm. and that, that frequency, that vibe that they're giving you raises your vibration, raises your frequency. Hence, you do become healthier. And, you know, some of us are still alive because of the prayers of our, of our parents and our grandparents, you know. Some of us would have probably mm-hmm. never passed the teenage years. But uh, that is very important. And then it makes, it kind of opens the door to discussion on Reiki and, and other hands-on type healing stuff. So. Okay, you know it's uh, uh, it's more more for you know your listeners that are that are open to you know Chinese medicine and, and other things like that to to research and see what what vibes with them what they like you know and and learn all these other alternatives that can help them when say they're isolated at home or you know they can't make it to a doctor you know I'm not saying don't go to a doctor I'm just saying that you've got other alternatives help you, you know, maintain your health along the way. You know, acupuncture, massage, they're all valid. Victoria, you you just brought up uh, Reiki, and uh, that that was one of the um, topics from earlier I was going to work in later, but um, but yeah, now is a, a good time to do that. Um, you, you know, with Reiki and the acupuncture that you just mentioned, um, are, are are you finding that um, Eastern philosophy, met, you know, medical concepts, are are gaining uh, wider acceptance? In the U.S.? Well, I can't speak for the whole U.S., but I would say in my circle, yes. I, I've i seen people who, I mean, literally just, you know, within the last couple of weeks weren't able to move their arm, you know, even chest height. And then just one acupuncture session are able to lift their arm up. Like, there is a lot of validity and thousands of years. Acupuncture is excellent. I recently had my daughter get some acupuncture treatment um, because she didn't have health insurance at the time to go to a doctor, and she was afraid that she may have torn, you know, something in her shoulder from lifting weights. And she mm-hmm. thought, geez, you know, if I need surgery, what, you know, you know, someone at the gym is a is a specialist in this area and that area, and they all say that, you know, I probably tore something and, and I'm going to need surgery. She had one acupuncture session, and she was already better. And after three or four sessions, she was new. You know, we, we told her to, you know, rest up, you know, and build around it. But there was no worry about, oh, I tore something and I'm going to have surgery. You know, she was able to then lift her hand over her head, whereas before she mm-hmm. couldn't even lift. You know, of course, we said, you know, don't go lifting two, 300 pounds of weights just yet, but it's a, a a real visible improvement. So I think people are more open to that and um, it works. So why should we stay behind the curve when other countries are using it regularly? You know, it's like chiropractor, chiropractor, acupuncture, 
And they're all, mm-hmm. you know, helping regulate the body and moving energy and putting stuff back in order. And you're talking about the nerves on the spine and, and muscles and, and blocked energy. That, that's all valid. It's not just about the, the modern medicine that we know, which is to treat the symptoms and pharmaceuticals. And there's always a time and place for that, especially in emergencies. Um, my personal philosophy is it's a, it's a crutch. You need crutches when you twist your ankle or you break your leg. But nobody stays on crutches for the rest of their life. They figure out the problem and they fix it and they try to move on. You know, I'm sure there's probably instances where you can't. But generally speaking, nothing should be forever. Like they have one pill forever. I had lupus. I had fibromyalgia. I had, you know, a lot of these autoimmune strokes. You know, I had a lot of medical problems, you know, in my 30s and early 40s. I had a freezer bag of, you know, 20-something pills three times a day, two of these, one of those. By the end of the day, I couldn't even tell you how many pills I took. So in a month, I'm consuming hundreds and hundreds of pharmaceutical drugs. So, you know, by then, my brain and my body, you know, they barely can speak to each other. I'm not sure what's going on. And one pain goes away, but now all these pills are messing up my digestive system and my stomach or my esophagus and, you know, you exchange one pain for another pain. You're just juggling pills and juggling different symptoms. There was just no way for me to get better until I was willing to make some major sacrifices and have some major discipline and and make some major lifestyle changes. With the story that you just gave us, um okay you know there's so much is being made out of uh you know dna studies and uh modern me- medical miracles um you know the understanding of all this you know the minutest aspects of our bodies but um but one one of the um it it sounds like you can be led to believe that it, you know our dna is going to define us and our destiny but can the choices you know just say um, you know food choices our mental outlooks it, Circumvent. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, in the DNA, you know, everyone has like something scary, and like some, you know, gr- grandpa had this, or you know. I, I get what you're trying to say. Um, I personally believe that you know we may be genetically disposed to have certain yeah. things in our family. You know, like I know a guy who's just waiting to have a heart attack because his dad died at, you know, 40 because of a heart attack. You know, yeah. but my advice to him was, you know, this is my a friend's uh, a spouse. 
I said, well, if you do everything exactly just like your dad, then great. You'll fulfill that destiny. Good for you. You know, if that's all you think about, if that's all you worry about, if you eat the exact same foods, if you don't express your emotions, if you do everything just like him, then you probably will. But, you know, we're smarter. We have more options. You know, maybe we have better food choices. You know, my my own personal experience is my mother passed away from cancer. Well, I believe all the drugs from the cancer and the morphine that she was on for a couple of days, I think that just, you know, took her out. But people ask me, aren't you afraid? You know, aren't you afraid you're going to die? Your mom died so young from, from cancer. Aren't you afraid you're going to get cancer? And I was actually like flabbergasted and kind of shocked at the question. I thought, what kind of question is that? But it seems very logical to them that it would be an automatic worry for me to get what, whatever my mom died from. And I said, I'm not worried about it at all. And then they were shocked just as much as I was shocked at their question. And I said, but I don't eat the foods that my mom ate. And, you know, my mom was a single mom. She had stresses that I don't have. You know, I, I speak my emotions. I don't hold things in. I eat way healthier. You know, I, I have resources that my mother did not have. You know, I also have this other knowledge, so I'm more open. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're not our parents. We don't have to be our parents. Things don't have to go exactly down the way it did for them. So, the, you know, my personal belief and my experience is it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, there's the change in mindset that yeah. can get the, you know, the ball rolling in a, you know, yeah. My mom didn't have the information that I have. You know, she didn't have the information about fast food. You know, she didn't have the information or or Mm -hmm. was taught properly about nutrition or what your plate should look like. She had no idea what an alkaline diet was. She had no idea about eating for your blood type. She had no idea, you know, about water having chlorine and fluoride and all this other stuff in it. Like, she didn't know any better. So, all those things that she consumed just kept flooding her system. And, you you know, your your body can only juggle so much. And then you put the pharmaceuticals that are supposed to, quote, unquote, help you on top of that. You've only got so much time and so many balls that you can juggle. And then when somebody tells you that you're going to die, oh, you know, is we're going to give you, you know, four days to live or a week to live or a month to live, you know, you can really – scare the crap out of somebody and they believe it because we're raised in society to say that we know nothing about our body. We don't know how to use it, but this other person who doesn't know us and just met us maybe last month um, is so educated and knows so much more than us that we should only believe in him as if he were God and what he says goes. So when a doctor tells you you're going to die, you're going to panic and, you know, they told my mom she yep. would not make her next appointment, and she was gone in three days or less. You know, you're making some excellent points. I that I just find uh, this type of information just uh, fascinating. Um, but did, um. So as we look at 
changes in mindsets and um, changing our environments. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, like you said, not fall into the same categories as you know, our ancestors. So, it, it, does the biofeedback uh, that you work with, it, is that playing some kind of role in being different, yeah. not being on the same path as the uh, ancestors that all had the same hereditary problems. It, it, maybe we want to take a look at uh, biofeedback and what it's teaching us about ourselves. Yeah. So the biofeedback that I do with quantum biofeedback in the system itself is called the life system. Uh, this system is manufactured in the USA. It is FDA approved as a biofeedback device for stress management. Mm-hmm. But the same exact system throughout the European Union is actually a medical instrument that only MDs are allowed to use. Um, because we are not using it invasively and invasive in the U.S. means I'm poking your skin. Um, so here it's not considered a medical device, just a stress management. So I get that wonderful, wonderful tool and usage that various doctors are using, you know, in the U.S. and all over the world. You know, Africa, Germany, they're, just, they're using it everywhere. Um, and with the life system, it, it measures the energy of your body, mental, physical, and emotional, what's coming in, what's currently in, and what's leaving. So I can see if you're getting over a cold or if you're about to get a cold or if you're experiencing a cold and all the different symptoms of that cold. And I can give you frequencies to balance out all of those symptoms with, you know, um, various frequencies as if you were a radio tower or a musical instrument, I can put you back in tune with the frequency. Most people don't feel it when they're in the session. Um, I've had a couple of clients who are very hypersensitive, so they can tell, you know, like with a little, kind of, I, I don't want to say the word buzz, but like feel a little tiny sensation. You know, I had a woman say, are you working on my right hand? Like I can feel it. So if you're hypersensitive to energy, you may actually feel a light kind of buzz to it. But the frequencies do balance and harmonize the client out. Now, how long that client or that issue stays balanced or harmonized really depends on the client. So if I give you a frequency to stop smoking or if I give you a frequency for headache, but as soon as you leave, you do something specifically against that, then, you know, a tool is only as good as it's how you use it. So you'll stay in balance for three hours, three days, three months, three years. It really depends on your past. You know, it's like when you put braces on a kid. You can't take the braces off in a week and expect those teeth to stay straight. They're going to go right back where they were. 
you know, our bodies are going to try to go back where they were. So it's a tool that you use along other things that you're making changes in your life. You know, your habits, how you speak to yourself, how you talk to yourself is huge. Food that you eat, all of that plays a role in getting better. Okay. So, Go ahead. So um, it can't – the effects can stay with you for uh, – um, I don't know. Uh, effect, the – being in tune with those frequencies can stay with you for a while because, I, you know, like you know what I was saying earlier about I enjoyed uh, – you know, when Lenny was uh, doing her singing bowls and, you know, watching her many times a- after that show, um, you know, the effects um, you know, stay with me for, you know, a couple hours or so, you know, just... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so one of those things where, I, yeah, yeah, depending it, on your it, environment, your job, it, it can last for you a few hours, maybe for someone else a few days. You know, maybe someone sits in there and they walk right out immediately and say, "I didn't feel anything." You know, it really depends on the individual, how open they are, and what else is going on energetically with with their body. You know, when you're doing biofeedback, I can test dental eyes, I can test for fungus, um, hormones, your muscles if there's pesticides in your um, energy field or your body, your spine, your vitamin levels, um, vaccines, various miscellaneous like emotions, mental thought. It can do so much and gives me like flower essences, homeopathic or uveic frequencies as well, check for bacteria, various diseases, your, your chromosomes, amino acids. Like the list just goes on because there's just so much that it can do. I can do it. A detox, I can do anti-aging. Believe me, this, when people really get into their sessions, um, they love it. They really do love it because it's extremely helpful. It's a tool. You know, I tell my clients, think of this as a report card. We're going to see where you are, where everything, you know, things that come up acute, things that come up chronic. We won't worry about what's balanced or secondary for now. And you write these down, you take your notes, you write in your journal, you make changes to your lifestyle, and then you come back. You come back in a month or three months, depending on what you're doing, and you see if the changes that you are making are making significant enough, you know, changes to your body on the results of your biofeedback. It's just like if you had a blood test, you know, or you checked your sugar levels. You know, you, you poke yourself, you check your blood, you see your sugar levels. You start changing what you eat, and then you check your sugar levels again to see if your choices are in line with the results that you're looking for. And it would be the same with the biofeedback. It's a tool. Yeah. It's a one tool. <laughs> it, it just seems like some people have been conditioned for those immediate um, feel-good responses and 
Yeah, and if you can test for uh, pesticides, you know, if they, you know, just have you know, buy a feedback session, they go out and you know, have a cup of coffee, you know, that might have pesticides in it, or you know, some type of uh, food um, could very easily have a pesticide on it, and yeah, just kind of. Undoes well, the experience cool. that they just had, but mm-hmm. you know one of the reasons why I want I, I you know really liked your appearance with the beardos and I wanted to have you on tonight was yeah you know, maybe we can. Just get people thinking about making uh, these changes, and you know, hopefully, start incorporating some ideas um, to undo some of the various uh, side effects of uh, being in quarantine for what a year 13 months now and you know, i think you've done a wonderful job of giving us alternatives of uh, looking for for what may work best for person for a, a healthier lifestyle Yeah, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You know, you pick a couple things that you, you know, as far as nutrition, pick a few things. As far as exercise, you know, maybe you don't have the time or the motivation to go to the gym every day, but maybe you can go for a a nightly walk with a friend or a pet or alone. Maybe you can say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the stairs. You know, maybe I'm going to join, you know, uh, some kind of, you know, sport I can join in my community. Or maybe I want to do something for mental health or emotion. I'm going to, you know, get with a a local group and either volunteer or I'm going to learn to meditate. Or, you know, there's different things that we can do because it won't happen overnight. We've got to make new habits. And there will be times where we might take a step back, and that's okay. The point is to never give up on yourself and always change the way we speak to ourselves. We cause more harm to ourselves than other people. It's easy to say or blame someone else. It's easy to want to take a pill and feel better instantly. But really, no one's going to save you, and no one can do the work for you. You have to start with baby steps. You know, with me, one, because I was just overwhelmed. Okay, I won't do high fructose syrup. I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything else. That was just one thing. And then two or three months later, I added a few more things to the list, and I started working out. You know, you start start having a more active lifestyle and and write, you know, affirmations on your mirror with a dry erase marker or something. You know, read positive books. Surround yourself with positive people. Get new friends. Get out of the toxic relationships. Know that it's okay to put yourself first. It's not selfish no matter what you've been told maybe by your religion or by your family. You know, you are important and you have to be your priority. If you make everybody else a priority, then when do you have time to be on your own list? 
What example do we set for our children by putting everyone else first? Sure, it's great to show compassion. It's great to be an awesome wife or mother or husband or father. But if you don't show your children how to take care of themselves, they're just going to work themselves into the ground the same way you did and then inherit the same issues, whether they're physical manifestations with disease or depression. You know, it it can manifest itself in any way. But being that example for yourself and for everybody else is what's most important. Nobody's expecting you to be a perfect example of anything. They want you to be real. People will follow you more and listen to your advice if you're realistic, if you share your mistakes, if you're willing to be vulnerable. People will listen to you. You don't have to be an expert or have a, you know, master's degree in any one thing. You share your experiences. You get good at what you do, and people will learn from you. You know, I I find that the more I am open, the more I'm willing to share, the more people I have an effect on. I have people that barely remember meeting, and they'll just send me a message on Facebook, or they'll send a message with another friend via a text and say, you know, oh, thanks, Victoria. You know, the time that we talked about this, I was able to make these changes. She should write a book. You know, and they motivate me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, make those changes. Get out there and learn. Learn about food. Learn about chakras. Learn about energy. Be open-minded. You have to be willing to unlearn everything that you thought was right and relearn what's going to help you and apply today. Yeah, and, you know, one of my friends, you know, I was uh, talking with one of my friends over the weekend and saying, oh, okay, uh, next show is going to be covering th- this and that and, you know, the biofeedback. And, you know, she, she, you know, she, she was saying that even, you know, in the summertime, you know, she's growing most of her own uh, crops for her, her salads and you know the side dishes. Uh, uh, and she she just started volunteering all this in, uh, other in, information about uh, uh, you know window boxes. And you know, gr- growing sprouts in, in the sprouts. winter time to uh, uh, sprinkle Meat on grass. salads. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, there's just so many, um, so many ideas that you know, just came out of th- th- this one you know, just kind of chance conversation. Uh, but you know, it's uh, people like uh, my friend who is. It just reeled off a whole bunch of these uh, ideas that you know winter isn't necessarily a time of despair. You can still kind of grow stuff. You know, grow, uh, you may need to get a grow, grow light, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's those trying something uh, different that you know, you aren't really going to think that. You can grow crops in the winter time, but yeah, just bring a, a window box and you know, yeah. put on. You get your starters ready. You get your starters ready for spring. Yep. 
you know, mm-hmm. sprouts, the wheatgrass. You know, I ha- I knew someone who, who started growing wheatgrass for herself, and it was, you know, a very relaxing project for her. And then she ended up growing so much that she started a small business, you know, and didn't even realize that, that what a positive, yep. you know, outcome. You I mean, you get healthier, you make an impression, not an impression, but you can influence people to make healthier changes, uh, right. choices in their and then, geez, you know, given how you look at it, is the glass half full or half empty? You know, it's that emotion mm-hmm. that we attach to things. You know, you'd be surprised at how much emotion plays into our health. You know, I feel like your heart tells your brain what to do. It's how you feel, you know. So there's a great book out there by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. It's an amazing book. It really puts a perspective on um, different illnesses. You know, there's a lot of great books out there that, you know, if, if it's winter by you that you can read or if you're on the beach in Florida, it doesn't matter. You have to be willing to be open to learning all these new things. And and if they work for someone else, they can work for you too. Right. Now, that uh, uh, that's great motivation and it just get getting someone to Take a chance on yeah. incorporating a new perspective into their lives, and maybe you're going to be re- rewarded. I don't know, maybe not, uh, you know, hugely financially, but um, taking know, a just, chance on yourself. Taking yeah, a chance that. Uh, what if it goes You're wrong? Because most people spend time thinking about what if it goes wrong? If it goes right? What if all goes well? You know, most people don't do things in life because they think, you know, somebody's going to laugh at me or it's a waste of time or I'm not good enough or, it's, you know, I can't do that or who would listen to me. But what if they do listen to you? But what if it does work? What if you do get the job? What if you know, we all really think you're worth it. Like, we have to start thinking in the positive way because I know this may sound cliche to some people, but, you know, whatever you focus on gets bigger. And so we just have to change our focus and our perspective and and know that we can do it and we're worth it. And it's all going to be okay in the end. Good. It, um. What was the name of the book you just recommended? You, you can heal your life by Louise. Louise Hay. Yeah, Hay? Louise Hay. Yes, H A Y. Okay. okay. I wanted to jot that down. Hope uh, maybe people. She has examples. Yeah, she's got examples in there of what she feels like would be the affirmation and the and the cause of the problem. Um, you know, some people may think that, you know, it's, it's a little too simple, but, you know, um, I've, I've worked with a nutritionalist who helped some people that had cancer, so I'll just use that as an example. Um, breast cancer is usually, um, it, you know, your breast represents mothering and nurturing and nourishment, but, you know, breast, breast problems can be a refusal to nourish the self you know, putting everyone else first so, or over or over mothering or over protection. So, you know, a lot of women do that much more than men. 
So that's something to, you know, really consider. But again, it's about, life is about balance. So if you're taking care of other people more than yourself, it's not a huge jump to think that you're going to be ill or something's going to happen to you. If you're not taking care of you, who's going to take care of you? You know, so it's a great book. It really makes really makes you think you know it's funny because I'll look something up for myself or a client or or a family member and you know there are times where I laugh and I'm like yes that's exactly that person um um you know anger is in the liver or people with diabetes have lost lost the uh, sweetness of life and there's just certain things that sometimes really feel like they hit the nail on the head it's a very interesting it all makes sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's books out there about raising your vibration. Um, there's there's books out there on, you know, energy balancing. Uh, I know there's a book out there by Diane Stein, Essential Energy Balancing. There's um, there's just a, a, a ton of things that you can learn. You can get, you know, a crystal Bible and just start reading up on, you know, it, it's just scientific fact. You know, each rock has a different frequency. And start learning about, you know, start learning about that, you know, gems, geology, or or there's so much that we can learn that we're not blind. There's a lot of great tools out there. Well, um, uh, Victoria, uh, you still had some uh, family and uh, business things you wanted to get to uh before the you know uh night's over um is there anything you wanted to uh, we can stay on for you know a little while longer i just i just wanted to remind you that uh you know about the uh uh time to make sure that you get everything done but you know, is there anything else you wanted to uh, cover? Um, you, you, you want to plug your website? Yeah. Get a biofeedback. Yeah. dot org is my website. Um, they'll be able to see on there that I use the life system. I use a Zyto system. You know, I sell life vantage products, you know, living oils. Those are just things that, you know, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years that I started incorporating and I know they work because I use them myself, you know, so getting over autoimmunes and things like that. Sometimes people are open, try it and something, sometimes they're not, or if they're negative about it, you know, they'll try it for a week and say, see, it didn't work. Well, you've got to have the discipline to kind of stick with it. You don't go to the gym and expect to look like a model or, you know, a weightlifting champ in a week. You know, it takes time. Um, so my website has some different um, things. Um, there's ways to, to contact me for a session. Um, I think, you know, just the website was, was the biggest thing. You know, essential oils, we didn't really get to talk about that. That's a whole another show. But, you know, there's oils that will align with different chakras, different purposes. So I really encourage your your, your listeners to, to be open to using more holistic, you know, tools to make their life easier. You know, if you can maintain your health with these types of things, you know, it really, it really does work. 
I use you know, my I use my essential oils for pain. I use them for relaxing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. even have to take ibuprofen anymore because I I use my oils. You know, so you just have to be open. Oh, to that, not doing what we're you know we grew up on you know take an aspirin you know take ibuprofen you know. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, everybody's forgetting the old-fashioned, you know, grandma says drink a peppermint tea and your stomach ache will go away. Your stomach will feel better. Well, nobody's thinking about drinking a peppermint tea. You know, they're thinking about, you know, running to the store and finding a pill that they can just pop and that's going to be better. Or drinking Pepto-Bismol and then that's going to be better. You know, I'm not saying there's never a time and place when you're in emergency or in dire, dire pain that you need that immediate relief. But again we've got all these natural remedies that really do work. Yeah. And there's the prescription for vitamin D. Uh, Why do you need that when you uh, cut the grass? Like I'm going to be starting doing, you know, probably next month and, just absorb the sunlight. Uh, uh, why, you know, why? Why do you want to pay for uh, so, some script when you can get it for free? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's I. You know, uh, uh, all this is just uh, really fascinating. Uh, terrific stuff. Material, uh, you know, like the food. It's just really. Yeah, it's been a great, um, a great night and great conversation. I appreciate the opportunity yeah. to get the website. Oh, you're welcome out there. to come back. Yeah, have people, you know, visit the website. Be open up to, you know, biofeedback. Maybe find someone local that they feel comfortable with for acupuncture, or maybe if they're afraid of mm-hmm. needles, they can start mm-hmm. off with just acupressure. You know, if they don't want to do the needles just yet, and so they're more comfortable with their practitioner, you know, find a chiropractor. I've got a great chiropractor, you know, here in uh, Osceola County. It's not too far from where I live. He's awesome. You know, if you see your chiropractor once a week, you keep yourself in line. You know, you're least likely to catch those colds. You're least likely to, you know, have these other issues. Going to a chiropractor regularly is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. There's other ways to stay healthy than just waiting for something to, to go wrong or break and then go look for the right pill for it. Again, I'm not saying that people should never see a doctor or, you know, belittling people that have to take a pill. I was on them. You know, sometimes you need them for a crutch until you can resolve and get down to the root of the issue, and that's the problem that, we don't usually learn how to find out what the root of the problem is. Right. And you start hearing more and more medical professionals writing about things like that in in their journals. Well, uh, Victoria, you're, you are more than welcome to come back and resume this discussion on uh, – healing techniques and living a better life. And I, I know you have to get back to your family, but I wanted to th- thank you for providing 
a wonderful coaching session for the Nightlight listeners tonight. And no, I appreciate you. the invitation. Yeah, I appreciate the invitation. Um, I had a really good time, you know, you letting me kind of get my passion out there. And I, I think, you know, if, if your listeners are interested, another show, I, I'm really big on the chakras just because they're the energy centers and you can kind of make, you know, foods and oils and emotions and everything else connect to each one. So as you learn about mm-hmm. the chakras, how you pull in, you know, other things, you know, the food for it, et cetera. Um, and, and I feel like that's the foundation of, of health because, like I said, that emotion, that food, that essential oil, that everything that goes with each chakra that's how you're going to stay healthy. That's how you're going to maintain balance in life. Okay. Have a, Let's have a stay. great night, everyone, and, and I really appreciate the opportunity. I hope everyone has a great night. Thank you so much for, for this opportunity, and I appreciate you. Yep. I'll, I'll let's stay in balance until next time. Absolutely. So, hey, th- thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Victoria. Uh, Thanks, Barbara, for producing the show, and we'll see everyone next week.